We're talking about anti-Semitism. I would love to hear your comments on this. Text your comments into the program, 800-969-9467. Also, do text in your prayer request as well. That is always open to you. But as we continue this discussion, it is very troubling in our culture what we see, not only from uh, you know, non-believers in culture, but even from within the church when it comes to the message of anti-Semitism. And to help us make some understanding of this, Serene Hudson is joining us. She's recently written an article that was published in the Dallas Morning News about how anti-Semitism, in particular in the area of Texas, has been growing, as we've seen across the nation in these past couple of years, but how also the younger generation, Generation Z, their passion can help rise up against anti-Semitism. So welcome to the program. I'm so glad you could join us this morning. Serene, how are you? Thanks, Steve. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here with you. Well, you know, for those who don't know of the work that you do, tell us a little bit about your background and also about Passages, the organization that you uh, work for. Yes, so I am uh, actually a Moody grad. I graduated from Moody Bible Institute in 2000, and that was where I learned for the first time about the modern state of Israel as well as Holocaust history. And so from that, I really felt compelled to do something about um, what we find in church history, which is um, prejudice and undermining of the value and worth of Jewish people. And so from there, I was I got involved in the Jewish community, and um, that is how I met my uh, future <laughs> organization called Passages and um, joined them in 2016 and have had the privilege of traveling to Israel with thousands of college students, not myself personally, but um, we have taken about 9,000 Christian college students since then. And um, now we live in Dallas, which is where our headquarters are located and have taken uh, partnerships with about 300 different colleges and universities across the United States. Wow, that is fantastic. 9,000 college-age students have been able to travel to Israel with you. Yes, 9,000 and counting. That is just remarkable. That is wonderful. What a great opportunity for those young people to be able to walk the very ground where Jesus has walked, as well as many of our, you know, the patriarch of of Christianity. Just what a a wonderful opportunity that is that... Um, that passages is providing, and you, as as you intersect with these uh, young people, you mm-hmm. have kind of connected their zeal and their uh, passion because this is a generation who you know we can go to all the marketing data, we can see that that younger generation, that Gen Z, is so connected to the work and the altruistic aspect of who they are and the betterment of people in society, you've connected that with the nationwide display of anti-Semitism that has come Mm -hmm. up now. Anti-Semitism, of course, ebbing and flow throughout all of history, and it seems to be, as I state, you know, it's in that flow state right now. It is not receding. It is, in Mm -hmm. fact, increasing. Tell us a little bit about what you've observed uh, in your particular area there, the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, we've had, um, unfortunately, expressions of anti-Semitism, such as uh, flyers that depict Jewish people as, um, you know, controlling everything in government and in finance, as well as displays of um, anti-Semitic rhetoric over uh, freeways. And as many know across the country and internationally, we had a synagogue attack earlier this year in Colleyville, Texas, which is right in our backyard. I was actually um, attending a, a service, a synagogue service that morning in a different location, and they announced uh, why there were um, Dallas police officers kind of roaming around uh, the grounds and why they had locked doors. And so it was a very scary time, but immediately our organization jumped into it, and um, one of our staff uh, went on site, or at least at the police line, and we put together a prayer vigil. So this is uh, shocking news. When um, I was getting to know a rabbi early on here, um, you know, he he said we we're good. We're good here. We. I think we don't experience anti-Semitism, and a year later, it was this shocking attack on the Colleyville uh, congregation, Beth Israel. So uh, that's that's been happening in in this great state of Texas, and it's um, reflective of what's going on in our country, especially on college campuses. Well, you know, when you talk about that display of anti-Semitism, that that uh, particular synagogue was attacked, when you think of that, that is very reminiscent of the ones that occurred over in Southern California and up in New York in recent years, back 18, uh, 2018 and 2019. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you think of what had occurred also uh, in this report from the Anti-Defamation League that you cite, the 34% increase in anti Semitic incidents in just a one-year period from the year uh, 2020 to 2021, but also that, you know, as we see these things, there are mm-hmm. such false lies being spread about the Jewish people. And yeah. many, many people, even in our Western culture, in church, in mm-hmm. our Christian culture, mm-hmm. are not getting a very clear and transparent message. Mm-hmm. Now, We see Western church leaders, many of whom are in the pulpit, standing in the very sneakers of celebrity artists and sports figures who've been linked to anti-Semitic statements, people who have great media influence, but yet some of our church leaders actually embrace part of that culture. So what about this, that it is antithetical to the message of Jesus, but how does that factor into, do you think, the influence of anti-Semitism in our world, but also the acceptance mm-hmm. of it in our church? Yeah, great question. I think we have to go all the way back to the beginning of um, when the church was first uh, trying to figure out its um, position on um, theology and early church fathers uh, really grappled with what it meant to still have Jewish people who didn't believe in Jesus. And unfortunately, there were many statements and teachings and pronouncements against Jewish people. It wasn't just theological. It morphed into a, a peoplehood. 
And so as Christians, you know, you talk about people standing in the pulpit, this goes way back. And, you know, we can take a look at what is happening today, but without facing our history, it is an anti-Semitic church history that largely we do not grow up learning about as Christians. It's a very dark aspect of uh, what has happened. And uh, Jewish people know this history very well, but we do not. And so it starts with educating ourselves and then repenting for um, centuries and millennia of um, prejudice against Jewish people, including um, thinking that the church has replaced them in God's um, covenants. So we start there, and then we understand that um, Jewish people are with us in our communities, our neighborhoods, our classrooms, and we need to start to get to know them. We need to hear um, how they have experienced anti-Semitism recently. And as you as you mentioned already, there has been an alarming uptick of incidents. And the thing is, it's not new. It's not new. I mean, over the past 10 years, this has been increasing. And as Christians, we need to be aware of this uh, and recognize that we have a responsibility to understand and to stand with the Jewish people. Yeah. You know, and this is something that, uh, you know, we're talking about this in the context of America, but most recently in the Times of Israel, there was an article that was published just two short days ago that Mm -hmm. there is a Australian footballer, the Australian Football League, has come under attack with a torrent of online anti-Semitism, just this sort of the, you know, the trolling aspect, but that Mm -hmm. the... um, that the Australian Football League is under attack because of a Jewish draftee. There's a player who is of Jewish descendant who has, uh, his name is Harry Shazil, and he was brought into the AFL, the Australian Football Mm -hmm. League, and when this was made public, that he was picked in a third-round overall pick, Floods of people began speaking out against him and against the institution that drafted him. And so we see this. It is not just here. It is not just stateside. It is not just something that occurs over in Europe. It is every corner of the globe, which why this really does make why the work of passages is so vitally important when you're bringing those students over to walk the streets of uh, Jerusalem, that they are having mm-hmm. the opportunity to connect with their roots. This is right. a very important thing because these people will be the ones who will be standing in attendance at summits about anti-Semitism in the future. Those who will be shaping and forming laws in countries all around the world, aren't they? That's right. And I think that it's important to um highlights that when we take students to Israel, it's not just to the roots of their faith, but like you mentioned in the introduction, the second goal that we are um, going for here is introducing them to the conversation in modern Israel as it relates especially to the conflict between Israelis and Palestinians. And this is not to the exclusion of considering the difficulty that Palestinians face in the society. It's, Israel is not a perfect place. 
but we want students to realize that it is a complicated situation and that opening dialogue and conversation between the two groups is really important versus what they hear on social media or on campus where it's very one-sided. We want them to recognize that there are human beings that live together in a very small uh, place and we need to listen to each other and hear each other so that um, we can be constructive in the way that we talk about peace. One area of hope that we've seen is the Abraham Accords um, where you see a major shift in the Middle East and um, you know the UAE and Bahrain and Morocco and uh, these countries are, are becoming willing to make peace with Israel and this is a game changer and so we need to also educate ourselves on on the larger region and so that's what we're exposing our students to and it is very exciting to see them light up and to realize wow I need to dig into this let me get more involved and so we also do programming after they come back from Israel for example last month we took a delegation to Pittsburgh to learn about what the Jewish community went through there and at the end of that amazing weekend our students were wrestling through, how do I do this now on my campus, in my workplace? Well, and that is such an important thing, because as we think of, again, the future of our nation, not only ours, but others, where people will go and they will be in positions of change where they can do those things, uh, that is so vitally important. Which raises this question then, if we are as Americans, observing a national media culture that we see folks like Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, you know, I name them because that was the most recent incident here, uh, who are professing and making statements against the Jewish community and their heritage, quite, quite honestly, trying to expunge um, Israel altogether and the Jewish right of that. Um how do we, as the church, respond to this? As Christians, how do we pray for the changes mm, that we okay. desire to see in this? I think to bring it very close to home, we need to be very careful about conspiracy theories. Uh, there's a lot uh, being repeated from past eras, and specifically I want to talk about the protocols of the elders of Zion, which is a forgery and a falsehood that, um, you know, it, uh, it promoted the idea that there is a conspiracy of Jewish elders that are uh, controlling the world, controlling finance. And I said this earlier, that is very much in our culture. And um, we've seen even Christians uh, believe these conspiracies that American Jews are controlling our government. And, we have to call that out when we hear that, and um, we shouldn't allow ourselves to be um, swayed by these things. And, and even though we see it with celebrities, I think we can say something when these things are talked about at our, at our dinner tables or on our social media or in our communities when we see flyers. And these things are not harmless. And so we can pray for ourselves first for the courage to say something. And second, we can reach out, like I said, to our Jewish communities, our friends. When something happens, it is meaningful. 
when they hear from us and say, how are you? I'm, I'm so sorry for this news. How are you taking this? And even more important to be willing to confront these kinds of tropes of conspiracies um, in our churches and in our circles. So important. So I want to recap just for folks here, if you were writing any of those things down, very three important takeaways, right? Educate yourself first about anti-Semitism. What does it truly mean, and what are the different aspects of this? Because there's many spokes that come out of that, and then also... When you do hear that, when you see that, speak out against that. Educate yourself, speak out against it, but then also, as you know, Serene, you, you perfectly stated, engage with others in your community. When something happens, engage. As Christians, we are to be known by our love for one another, and that, though someone may not be a Christian, it doesn't matter. We are to love them all. You know, go straight to the Good Samaritan story, right? Now, let's just do that hard work. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, of course, cover all of this in prayer. Uh, You know, ultimately, the Lord is sovereign, and we trust in Him, but we do know that people, the heart of man, uh, is deceitful, as Jeremiah says, that we can't know the truth of our heart, but also, we live in a fallen and broken world, and we as individuals are fallen and broken, and we do carry some of these prejudices with us. And so, important, so important. This is such a great conversation, Serene, and such an important one. Yes, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to speak with you and to your listeners. And um, if anyone is interested in that education, we as an organization also provide resources. So I'd be happy to share that with you later.